I just want to have a talk here. Um, welcome to the Learning to Lose podcast. Um, uh, today we have a big, big Paul. Yeah, man. Here, so, 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 yeah. Am I on? Yeah, you got to talk into the mic. All right. Usually I could stand away from you. I'm so loud. Yeah, but no, about a fist away. And uh, we just, um, you know, as usual, we finished our Sermon on the Mount meeting. And um, so Paul's talking about this primetime meeting that, that he, uh, that. Is it primetime? It was primetime. Oh, it's called Primetime Live. It was like so, the guy who wrote the format fucking started right, it. That's dude. right. So, so here's the thing, dude. Like, I primetime saved my life. But I've evolved from the 12 and 12 back to the big book. And now I'm really in the big book. And I'm reading it like word for word with, with my one of my sponsors, Michaelis, who's like very well versed. You should listen to the podcast we did with Michaelis. You I'll might, check it out. It's, it's actually really incredible because like he talks about how we can recover. It says it in the book. The story of over a hundred people recovering. Yeah. Okay. So he are, you already know. Okay. So yeah. and it also says that we can learn to trust our thinking. It says we get our power back. It says it in the I book. Your format would go well with Michaelis's approach. Yeah. So I'm talking to Billy. I had an epiphany driving up here. But but but, but hold on though. Oh, Prime time. They they keep driving this thing home, which is it may, from what I got from it was like we're not going to recover. I feel like AA does that. It gets you dependent on the program. If you don't do this, you're going to drink no, again. Prime time does that. Prime time, I think, does that. It's very focused on the the complete defeat part, and and recognizing that we can't trust our thinking. And I believed that. I gave up and I surrendered in sobriety to that concept and it helped me for a while. But then it 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 was like, okay, now what? Like I felt like I was saying basically what I thought, I thought that my character defects were my alcoholism. And that's what people share about in primetime. They say, um, you know, I'm 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 fault finding, um I'm uh selfish and self-centered right um um the that that used to be how i defined alcoholism but that's not alcoholism yeah alcoholism it's real simple alcoholism is two things do do you know what those two things are physical allergy mental obsession dude i love this guy like you really know that's it that's all it is it's not selfishness it's not self-centeredness and some say it's threefold because of the spiritual aspect yeah it's a spiritual malady well well, the spiritual malady isn't alcoholism the spiritual malady needs to be treated so that we can be sober and happy yeah frank tries to drive it home that uh I have a busted brain. Therefore, See, I therefore I make bad decisions, and that's my unmanageable thought life. But that—that's what I'm saying. Is that's the prime time thing. And if we're take, doing this thing, we're supposed to change. You can untwist your thing there if you need. If you need if a we, little. If we're truly doing the work. You're supposed to change. Yeah, see, that's the thing is, Paul, you're so ill with it that you've done your own. You've done enough reading on your own that you've received the real message. But I did a lot of listening to the primetime speakers, and I started to believe that alcoholism 
is my warped mind and my warped thinking and my selfishness and my self-centeredness and my fault finding and I, I'm impatient. That's alcoholism. All it's that not. can change. All but no, no, that no, no, but change. that's not even alcoholism. That exists in all human beings. Yep. That's a spiritual malady that all human beings suffer from, some more than others. Alcoholics usually have it more because we've like stunted our emotional growth and we're like little babies, but it, it's not, it doesn't really have anything to do with alcoholism except for it can bring on the mental obsession. Um, n- no, the mental obsession is alcoholism, believing the lie that we can drink and use like normal people. But as soon as we put the fucking drink or drug in our body, we the physical get, allergy yeah. happens. That's yeah. all it is. All this other shit. That's just like a byproduct or a side effect of the spiritual malady or just drinking and using for so long. Yeah, but all this other shit is imperative to living a good life. Um, I think it's just making it simple but saying the same thing. No, it's not. It's a very different thing because like what you just well, I said. Don't know if I agree. But really. what what he literally he literally just said the one thing that's wrong with What did you just say about how Frank says it? He says that our warped minds create a busted brain, which create bad. We 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 have we make bad decisions. But and it that's does say we of, have a warped that's mind. That's the um, that's the unmanageable thought life. But so what does Michaelis say, but, say about the warped mind? Or is that in the twelve and twelve or the it big? It says book? our we were warped uh, through the lash of alcoholism. We were yeah. brought into these rooms and we had warped minds. That's in step one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but is it in the twelve and twelve? In the twelve and twelve. See, yeah. stop. Okay. So 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 check it out. The twelve and twelve was a book that was written by an untreated alcoholic twenty years after the original book was written. He said it was written on a resentment too. Okay. So the first book was the one that worked. Why are we writing a new one? Because we're unsatisfied. And we're and not he was a salesman. He wanted to sell books. <laughs> okay, so like I don't know. I, I, I'm really starting to believe and this was really hard for me, bro, because I was like a 12 I was a 12 and 12 prime time to my core and I was saying a lot of stuff online talking about alcoholism is selfishness self-centeredness these are this I have a warped mind I can't trust my thinking I was talking that keeps you locked in that that frame of mind 100% big time 100% I don't want to feel like that anymore I if I either. have God in my heart and I trust God Everything should be good. Everything should be shit. Yeah. You know? And, and, it, and it can be and it will be as long as we're treating our disease with. And, and how do we treat your. How do you treat your disease? Go oh trust my God. God. Clean house and live the life, man. No, 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 no. No. It's, it's the triangle. It's, it's unity, service, recovery. recovery yeah. and, and, and the recovery part is in the first 164 pages you of know, the big book. It is the program. It's not the 12 and 12. Hold, hold on one second. Sam. Um, good night, Sam. Um, uh, so, oh, fuck. Or, What's going on? Oh, wait, yeah, so, so sorry, guys. We just had a, a little... Last week, I left for one week, <laughs> and... Rudy and Billy and Sam and Caleb talked about a bunch of shit that we're not supposed to be talking about. So we had to delete the whole fucking podcast and he deleted the whole logic 
my whole preset, all my presets and everything. So I have to recreate this and he still hasn't set it back up right. But whatever. So what I was saying though was that like, I like, I totally agree. I want to be able to recover. And and I think I was stuck in that. Like it helped me at first because it helped me really surrender to this idea that like I am a complete defeat. Stop trying. Stop looking for outside things to fix me. Like just help others. Like give up the fight of trying to be happy because you're unsatisfied and you will always be unsatisfied. But after a couple years of prime time, I started to like – it's like, all right, well, am I ever going to be able to like be happy or trust my thinking or like use my mind? And, and then I started listening to like this guy, Brian, who, who does this sarcastic um, Big Book AA podcast. And, you know, Cowboy Brian, remember that guy who hugged you in the kitchen? He, had, he was saying the same thing, remember, about how you can trust your mind. You can trust your thinking. I don't remember that was a long time. But you remember the energy about him. Yeah. He had like a a vibe about him. He seemed like a good guy. Like it's it's the same vibe that Michaelis has. It's like a treated, they just seem like happy, Mm. treated people. It's weird, dude, Mm -hmm. because they're really in the book, which was the thing that worked at first. Why are we reading some other book? And it's so crazy because people want to ruin everything they want to warp it and connect dots that can't be connected and and i feel like bob anderson sort of as awesome as he was and i have nothing but love and respect for him but i feel like he kind of took it like like he drew conclusions about the unmanageable mind and the powerlessness it and- wasn't even bob because bob had a sixth grade education though but he couldn't even write all this stuff <laughs> it was it was the guy we're talking about dude oh really the masterminded the whole wrote the whole format, bro. Frank? Yes. Whoa. And he says, I'm trying to save a dying man and he, he made Bob Anderson a rock star, dude. Whoa. Mm. But 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 what I'm basically what I'm saying is that like I love AA and I and I'm grateful to my heart for it, but I don't want to be dependent on it. Well, I think that you, 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 if you want to treat your disease, then then then, then you, you do need to be dependent on it. Yeah, and, and that's what it says in the big book, right? It's like that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you guys are confusing me. No, right? no, no. Well, let me help clarify. No, because I, I I do other spiritual practices, and it even says in the book if this isn't working, you can try other spiritual methods. What? Well, but it's all about putting God first, like Sermon on the Mount. I could look at Sermon on the Mount and it says the same thing it says in the big book and it doesn't even talk about alcoholism. I, I need to change this to time, not bar. You, you know what I'm saying? I attend a uh, like it's on bar. Blue it's clay meeting on, on Wednesdays. But when they go through that manuscript, that wasn't even meant to be turned into a meeting later. as far as Frank's No, it's concerned. not, but they decided to because they like it. Yeah. That's uh that Frank wrote that too. It's just real simple. You can eventually become treated and you can trust your thinking and you can recover. Your mind will not always be broken, but if you stop doing this, I don't, I just don't feel like it's that simple. Right. Cause in the day that I live in, all right, it's all right, not here. that simple. All right. Well, let me, let me, let me make it even more it simple. It says if you're a real alcoholic, no, as no. alcoholic as we were, let, let me These make were it like some hope to die fucking drunk. Well, let me make it simple. Okay. This is where I feel like it, it, it went south on the 12 and 12. 
there's a part in the 12 and 12 where it talks about how alcoholics have these God-given instincts like more so than normal people. Mm-hmm. The three instincts? That's a f- that's out of line. That's a far stretch. You can't. How, <laughs> you, don't how know, much... you don't know the literature well enough to say that because it doesn't say that. Okay. It says that we've perverted these instincts to, mm. uh, God, I don't know as well. I used to know this stuff so well, but pull it up. Let's pull it up. I, I can't even pull it up. It says, it basically says, says something like, you know, the, 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 the instincts the, out of proportion or yeah, something like, like that. And in alcoholics have the, 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 Survival instinct, the sex, sex security instinct, society, like more so than normal people, and we lean on that. Like we're more fun, and it's such a it's such a grandiose like ego self. It's so mm. typical of an alcoholic to write that to say how special alcoholics yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. We're so special that we have all these things worse than normal people, and it's mm. just crazy. It's not. It, I don't think it. It doesn't really. That's the one thing that. It wasn't really saying that. It was just describing character defects because character defects are ignited by fear brought on by character out of instincts, out of whack, which create make us act certain ways, which perpetuates more fear because we fuck our lives up and it's this vicious circle. Yeah, but, but it doesn't really say... It, yeah, but it doesn't matter because if you have the physical allergy and the mental obsession, that's it. That's what alcoholism is. Okay. And some people may or may not. Physical allergy, mental but, obsession. But, but some people may or may not accelerate those instincts. Okay, and you're right. And, and the and mental it, obsession is to believe the lie that we can drink like normal men and women. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And And, and the big book... The big book treats those those character defects by addressing the spiritual malady. But that's like going over and above. That really has nothing to do with alcoholism. That's just like, here's a design for living so that you don't have to drink anymore. But it's not about alcoholism. D- does that make sense? Yeah. Right? And that's what that's all the the the, the uh that's all that the Sermon on the Mount is addressing is the spiritual malady. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a design. It's but, not the but, only design. But, but it's missing the treatment of the disease, which is one alcoholic taking another alcoholic through the first 164 pages by teaching and showing another alcoholic how this program started, how it works, and helping another alcoholic understand the doctor's opinion and Bill's story and how to go through those steps. That's how we treat our disease. It works. And it works. And it then does. That, that, but that's how we treat our disease. But how we stay sober and remain happy is by finding a God. And it's, well, that's also a part of. Well, carrying the message. Yeah. It says that's. that's but like that'll this, help in any tough going. It says, and I, but I also think that that is treating the spiritual malady, like doing the steps and reading that 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 first hundred sixty four with another. Oh yeah, it gets you out of your head. Yeah, and it also connects you to God big time by helping someone else. And you're and, helping your brother. Yeah, but yeah. it's more than that. You're clearing out the wreckage of the past. Oh, you're yeah. looking at yourself. Yeah, it's a design for living. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's all good. It's just prime time is great. The I just don't like. Being felt like I have to be attached to something. 
the way I live now is like free from all attachments. It's very spiritual. Mm. I do a lot of fasting. And what that helps you do is attach from this, attach from any attachment. Yeah, so you're like basically like skinny almost. I, I weighed in at 217 this morning. So from, you, from you've, two, you've, so you've basically, you've just been consistently losing. I feel like you used to be kind of big, no? I was, they would call me big, I used to weigh 300 pounds when I first came in. Whoa. So you're like, that's so weird. You just slowly evolved into like a skinny dude. Well, no, what he does is he, he I mean, but you're like really close I'm though. I'm getting there, You're man. like getting there. You're like, you don't look like I'm 40 a, pounds away from, from my goal. You weight. don't, you don't look like a big dude anymore. You just look like a normal. Well, he's still. Like six four. I'm saying he's really tall, but like he used to be big. I do a lot of fasting. I only eat on Mondays and Fridays. What? I drink this this salt water consistently. He's been doing that for how long? Like a year? Few years. Wait a second. You only eat on Monday and Friday. Now, yeah. Since April. And what do you eat? Low carb, keto. That's you must be losing so much weight. When you eat, it all comes back, and you gain water weight, but it it drops, yeah. And that's been your method of losing weight, and it's almost a spiritual yeah, practice. Yeah, on too. Sunday, it's a spiritual practice. I don't turn on my phone. I don't talk to anybody. I detach from everything. What about your daughter? She's in the next room, but she already knows what I do. And your wife? And Yeah, she knows what I do, too. And with that way of living... I have no attachments. All I do is cling to God. Especially if I'm doing a long fast. If I'm like three days, four days, five days fasted, starving to death. All I care about is is my connection with a higher power. That's why I'm not, it's like I'm getting to the point where I'm not even attached anymore. To Frank or anything. To Frank, to AA. Even though I preach the big book. Do you think that that's healthy or unhealthy? Do you ever do you have any reservations that maybe you're drifting away from? No, no, no. Caleb, yeah. the reservations are done, I need dude. You know how long we've been going for, dude. It's all so, God. So, do you yeah. kind of live like a monk life? What's up? Pretty much. I don't do much, man. Been going for. I don't do much. What about what about like sexual instincts and stuff like that? You don't. I have on? sex with my wife, but you don't look like go for porn or any of that shit. Only if it comes up to me on Instagram. You know how if you go to the search and there's chicks all over the place. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? That's not really porn, though. Dude, some of these chicks are smoking, dude. I know. I'm all in the health and fitness too, so there's some pretty hot chicks on there, dude. That's all the sex I get, though. My wife hmm. and, and you don't get real angry. You don't have t- tantrums, or you don't want to get violent, or yeah. any of that shit. I've learned them to to sit in, in that. I really breathe, man. Because you came to the meeting, what was it, two weeks ago, and you had a rough day. Like any normal person would have been flipping out. Well, you got a ticket. You got a car I got a accident. Ticket, I had a car accident, and I had to. My phone was broke. And your phone broke. I had to buy a twelve hundred dollar phone. All in the same day. Yeah. And you still came to the meeting. Yeah. And you were pretty chill. You shared about it, but you weren't like tripping. Did you trip when you went home? No. In the moment, I was pissed off until I paused and I say, fuck, okay. It's another thing. But I've been homeless twice in sobriety. I've had a pretty rough time in sobriety. I've had a pretty rough upbringing. But it's just, 
I think all this fasting and the stuff I'm doing is helping a lot. So can I ask you a question though what about your about your okay before you came to prime time you you always said you know you were kind of like a thug or I grew up in Pacoima. So you, you say you would follow somebody and rob them. If I saw That's someone in real? a store with a nice stack of money, I'd follow them to their car and beat yeah. them up and take it, yeah. Or if I just see you walking around with nice stuff, I'll just try to get your wallet, yeah. And you never ran across somebody like with a gun or a knife that fights back or anything? I, when I was on dope, the only time uh, someone pointed a gun at me was when I owed them because I robbed them for crack. And I went back. From that was crack. one of my epiphanies. That was one of my epiphanies, <laughs> as a matter of fact, before I got clean. Yeah. The guy's got a gun to my head, and he's like, you owe me 20 bucks. I go, here's this 20 bucks. I'm going to go to the ATM. You're going to be here, right? I'm coming back with another 20 bucks. Right. After I robbed him like two days ago. And then you guys were all good. He wasn't there when I got back. Oh. I had to go rob somebody else. Oh. So. Huh. So did you, like, what made you violent, you think? Rough upbringing. I grew up, I was grow up, I, I was raised by, by gangsters, pretty much. Like your mom and your dad? My mom was, a, my, well, shit. My mom was the, my grandfather was a sergeant in the Marines. That's who raised you? My mom probably grew up around all that craziness, you know? A lot so of yelling. Was, so she was kind of rough. Big time, dude. She oh, like she'd no slap shit. you and Big shit? time. She'll throw shoes across the room. she just... I got my ass have, whipped. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have a brother and a sister in my from my mom's side, and I have two sisters on my dad's change side. change bar beat yeah. to time. Are they okay? They That's seem they're normies. Commands, option they R. could take or Control leave it, you know? But, and their lives are okay? Yeah. My brother and sister in Hawaii with my mom. Ooh, that sounds nice. They live in Hawaii. They're chilling. My other two sisters, wow, I don't really hardly know them. Because I wasn't raised around my father and his wife. Uh, so your dad was just there for a little while? He was off and on. But once he started having other kids, I never had a resentment against my father because I knew he had two other daughters, you know? That was never one of my resentments. I was never mad at my father. So you grew up in Pacoima that you never were in a gang, but you were just around I was that raised shit. around them, though. Why didn't you join? Because I like graffiti. I did graffiti. So you, what do they call those? The, they, uh, they have a word for graffiti groups. Tagger? Well, no, but like crew? they, they have, crew. A, we have... We have crews. Crew, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from five crews. Yeah. And so that I did. Amazing. I did a lot of graffiti. There's gangsters that do graffiti too, but I don't know. I was just. You didn't end up doing jail time or any of that. Yeah, not for, for graffiti, no. But just in general. for other shit, trying to get drugs. What? Just crack. Crack. That was my main one. That got me in trouble. Crack and drinking. And when you came to prime time, I remember you. You were. I was two years sober. When you came? I was still suicidal. Yeah, you were in a rough, rough yeah. place. Like, seemed that's like what, you were contemplating life. That's what attracted life. me to this message is what Bob said and what Frank said. I have two years sober and I'm still as nuts as I was. I'm even more nuts than when I was drinking. Yeah. You know? 
I was surprised that you stuck around, man. A lot of people you are. You seem like you were in like a lot of pain. A lot of people are, dude. I latched to it, dude. Yeah, and I remember I was, all your jobs, like you were doing moving shit and traveling with somebody that wasn't that cool or something. I was cross country doing cross country moving, long oh, distance moving with a fucking tweaker. The, t- the driver was a tweaker. Oh, like active? He was. Yeah, he was messed out of his brain doing moving. You're not moving fast enough, and he's all tweaked out, dude. I'm like, dude. Just you and him? Just me and him, and we would get like people from uh, Home Depot or. From different websites, helpers, to help us move if we need them. And then at some point, something changed because now you, I think of you as street Jesus. Once you start taking people through the steps, your life changes. That's what now Pat was saying. Yeah. This shit works. I still haven't done that. Well, we're. Yeah. Once you start, well, you once you start helping, uh, working with others. Well, I've worked with Pat in the twelve and, and twelve. I know we're taking away from the twelve and twelve right now, but the twelve and twelve speaks of many different ways that you can carry the message, even if it's just cleaning ashtrays. Yeah, but maybe that's bullshit. That's kind of what he's saying. Well, is just it? staying around, staying around. The, the 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 unity part, the unity and the mm. fellowship part of the triangle. It's one, it's one. It's one of three. Yep. But like you need all three. Yep. To be treating the disease and one of and the recovery part is the first hundred and sixty four pages out of the big book. It's just most of the fellowship that you gotta try to weed out. A lot of the no, fellowship no, are sick. No. So you, if if you sit down with someone from the fellowship, sick or not, and you're reading the first hundred and sixty four you're treating the your truth disease. truth is coming out, yeah. You're treating your disease. So the fellowship, you don't need to avoid anyone. You just need to be in the book with another alcoholic. It got real sad for me after I was working in recovery because I took over, I took about maybe 150 people through the steps in the matter of a year. They would send uh, them to me in, in uh, packs of 13 and I would take them all through the steps. Once you see them all relapsing and dying, it, it gets kind of sad. But Did any of them stay clean? Did you know of? My best sponsee died three years ago. He got a nose job, and they gave him some kind of medication, and he died. Damn. Yep. Oh, fuck. He got his nose done. And then the pain medication caused him to go back out? I guess either he went back out or he took an amount that uh, wasn't suited for him. Oh, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Does if any of them stay. Sad or what? Huh? I mean, does that make you really sad, or how do you feel? How does that? When a good sponsee that you've taken through the steps, yeah. and I was actually working for him too. He so, he was running a UA company, and I was collecting urine samples. You move this and then turn it. You can turn that. Yeah. He. I was uh collecting urine samples for him. He had a business after he got out of treatment. Yeah, I heard that's a racket. Like, you can sit however you want. It's cool. And then you can just move that. Yeah, you can just put it right where you need it to be, you know? Yeah, like, maybe about 20 of the people I've taken through the steps have died. It's sad, you know? Yeah. Because you get to know these people. You hear their fifth steps, dude. A hundred fifth steps? It's pretty yeah, crazy, man. I mean, that's like all in. Caleb. Fuck. Hey, dude. 
What about your interpersonal relationships? Like, I, I just find you kind of interesting Can because I, I remember you when you came in, and who you are now today is so different. Like, you and your wife get along good. Big and time. You communicate. No, I'm not going to say it's perfect. Yeah, of course not. I still have my alcoholic spurts, you know? Yeah. And she's a normie. She doesn't take no shit, though. Hmm. But, no, but we you guys t- are pretty I good. always go back to, to what I learn, or I'll come to this meeting, or I'll hear something. <sighs> I listen to a lot of the Primary Purpose Group. AA, pro, they're out of Dallas, Austin, Texas. This guy, Chris Raymer. Big time book thumpers, dude. I like them. If you guys online or what if you hear Austin. Chris Raymer, Chris, Chris Raymer, man, the primary purpose group. Those guys go through the steps and like Joe and Charlie guys. So yeah, man. Look, there's a I'm still trying to get Billy to participate in this group. Um or it's like a house meeting, really. I'm coming. I'll come. Yeah, it's really special, dude. It's like it's it really it's like service on a, a whole nother level. I need to come anyways because I need to visit uh, Lovey. Dude, I'm, so like... I have him in step four right now and there's a lot I gotta explain. So like Lovey is like talking to his therapist at the IOP and on a bad day, he's trying to like use his therapist to like convince him to come. Like we're crazy. Like these kids are... They they do off stuff. Yeah, we need to like point it out to them, and like all of us together will like use our experience, strength, and hope to like get through to them. I want to check it out. I it's, think I could help. I know you can. I I just I I just want you to watch for a while, and then you'll start to understand, and then I'll ask you what you think, and and you'll start to integrate, and then you can start to understand the structure also because if you're sponsoring someone in the house like like Louie. I, I think I wonder, Jose wants me to help him too. Yeah, you you can be helping a lot of people in the house, but understanding how it all works. So, like, you went up there and you saw them all doing their chores, right? Yeah, it's nuts. It's, well, you had a post earlier. They were all cleaning earlier too. <laughs> yeah, they were well, all going crazy. Yeah, well, they didn't finish because we had to go to the meeting. So then they had to finish, and now they're doing a ten step group. And then like, there's a there's a strike monitor who like there's all these different strikes that get accumulated throughout the day where people are either not doing their chore right or they didn't delegate their their chore or they or they went on they deviated on their pb or they didn't fill out their pb right or they had an item left out or they did a strike and they all get words for each thing this is stuff you learned when you were in treatment uh, i was in sober living sober living i never had i never went through sober living i went i went to school it's a certain structure that really changes people's behavior through like fucking it's tough, huh? Like, yeah, it's really tough. Like, Johnny's been on the fucking reflections table for a week. Really? That means he's not in the house. He can't talk to anyone in the house until he finishes writing his words. Damn, that's why. When I came that day, remember we, when you were, uh, I think you were just going on vacation and I was here doing step work. He was just like, well, he was at the dinner table, but it was like he wasn't there. He wasn't even talking to me, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, because this is something that, a guy like Johnny like isn't doesn't do he's he it's very difficult for him to like not be like running his mouth to everyone he sees. So he has to just finish this task that's in front of him before he and the reward is when you're done, you're back in the house. You can talk to people, you can participate, and they find a sense of purpose by upholding the structure. If he talks his more words. Yeah, breaking reflections. <laughs> If somebody comes up to him and tries to talk, and I feel like you're the kind of guy that 
you're like a militant type of dude, like yeah. for the throat, like fucking yeah. like structure is where we find freedom. Yeah. So like this kind of structure is really good for them. And it was good for me and it's good for to teach you lessons that you can't learn on your own just in AA. So regardless of whether these people need this to stay sober, it will help them in life. Oh yeah. It's an experience that they have to go through right now. And then once you start to like understand like how the structure works, it's like, it's really funny. Like, like Rudy did this really amazing post about like, um, like kind of like making fun of, um, like we have board chores, we have like, you know, PBs, we have, we have, there's all these like terms, you know? What's that? Personal boundaries? Like watch, listen, per personal business. Uh -huh. Every single day you have to outline exactly what you're doing for the day. I know board chores. Strike! Grant me the serenity. Strike them! To accept the things. You're either gonna blow or you're gonna grow. That I cannot change. It's a daily reprieve. Delegate it, delegate it. Courage to change <laughs> the things that I can. Who is the geek? I wrote 30,000 words. Personal business sheets. And the wisdom to know the if and the stop. I know board chores. So she's funny, but like board chores, personal business, delegate. So she, I, that's funny what she's doing is she's, she's mixing the serenity prayer with like the structure in the house. Uh huh. That's what the funny thing about that was. But like, yeah, it gets, it, it gets, uh, you know, if there's an item left out, we got to figure out who left it out if no one wants to claim it. So we do an investigation. Dude, I was so pissed off before I got with my buddy and we got into Sermon on the Mount. I was ready to leave AA. I Recently. told Frank, I go, I'm sick of alcoholics. I'm done with AA. Mm. The main alcoholic I was pointing at was him, though. Like, mm. fuck. Wait, 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 wait. When was this? What? This weekend. Right. Why, why did you want to say that? Because I'm just done. It's mostly him. Right, yeah. You I was know. gonna leave AA, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Don't, don't don't do that. You know. I'm glad I came today. Yeah, I I really think that that you're gonna get a lot out of um. Be becoming like more a part of what we're doing here, and I think there's obviously a reason that you're in my life and that you're like coming to this meeting and you're helping out this meeting, and this is all kind of this is like because this is this is the community. I'm trying to build like a community that we can have forever. Like some of the, the people that graduate are going to be on the other end of it, helping the new people coming through the house. It's like this built in community that we can all help each other forever. And like, you, you feel the fucking the vibe. Like, I definitely feel a part of it. Now that I'm, I'm getting uh familiar with the guy I'm, t I'm working with two of the guys here. And yeah, it's, you know? it's really cool, man. Yeah. And then wait till you meet like Jason and wax and Prosser and, Michaelis, like I can't wait for you to hear the shit he says. Yeah, at, I think you guys might. Like you're gonna like, like these are some serious guys like you, like guys that have been doing this for fifteen, twenty years, and they're like about this life. Yeah, like, it's weird. Like what I was saying, I was ready to leave AA. Every time I'm ready to leave AA, and this happened a few times, something either he, my Frank, would have a project for us to do. We would always make these CDs and DVDs and shit, or I would get sponsees in my life. Like AA doesn't want to yeah. let me go. You well, know? now you're getting a, something 
bigger than any of that. It's like there's 15 newly sober alcoholics that need guidance and need strength and hope. And, and you're something we need so bad because you're that, that hardness from the ghetto, man. So like when you have people like Jose or, or even Jordan, dude, I had to talk Jose back. Dude, that's I what I drove I'm, down there. But dude. like, not anyone can can speak to certain people. And I even, had to speak to him a certain way, bro. And, and, and even Maurice, like the the other the black kid who we have here, uh-huh. like he's from the Virgin Islands, bro. And he's like really? lived in Florida, like in the ghetto in Florida. So he's got like something going on with him, some street shit. And oh yeah, not everyone like you know when someone like you speaks to them and you go and you go, dude, I used to do this is the shit I used to do, bro. That's not cool. Yeah. You're not hard. Being hard isn't what matters. Like, I don't know. Like you get to, you get to speak to the person that needs to hear I it. I see myself in them, bro. And that's what we always say. That's like literally what we say. That's what, that's what Thursday night is all about. Right. That's what Thursday night is all about. It's not speaking to a hundred people at a meeting in a general way. It's you talking Your to per- personality type. It's you talking to a person who's struggling to grow. And it's like, that's what she said. You're either going to grow or blow. Yeah. It's yeah. like, we're forcing people to, and, and it's not just like, Oh yeah, I see it. It's like, I see it. And now I have to write 40,000 words for doing it. That would have fucked me up, dude. No, it actually probably would have made you better. Well, I think what's cool about Paul is he has a certain, you know, besides the knowledge and all that, he just has a way of presenting himself He's big, he's a presence, he's got a voice that resonates, and it's like like militant. So Yeah, so check so it out. So we got all kinds, of, so that might not work for some people, but that might work for others. Right, you know? exactly. So, so, so check it out. So Jose and Carter became friends in the house, okay? Uh-huh. Jose told Carter something that he did in the house. Second day he was here, he got high, right? Carter knows that that's a secret that was a bunch of words right it's called but this is called a contract yeah breaking contract no it's just they had a contract so now carter's holding on to jose's secret and they're like in a contract together where like they're not really pulling each other up like he might like see him do something wrong and be like, oh, I'm going to let that slide. Cause we don't snitch on the streets. So I don't know. Like just, yeah. just, just come breaks the unity. Yeah. That's so the unity part gets broken when all the gears in the house are turning and everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's magic. And then one new guy comes in and they just get fucking grinded it's like a fucking up virus real quick. Oh, really? And they get fixed and they fit into the system. And then now like someone like Jordan, right? Like this guy, Jordan was like, he wanted to leave for like weeks. He was just not, but he finally stayed. And now you should see him at dinner. He's like calling Carter out. He's like, you're acting like a fucking baby. I wrote 40,000 words. I was doing this and that. So it's a, now he's getting to help in a way that's wanting him to stay and he's feeling a sense of purpose. It's like AA on crack in the house, helping people in a specific way. Like we're fucking down here calling Carter's union, talking to his, fixing his life, like getting involved in his life and helping him put the pieces back together. 
Yeah. Like Jordan has eight felonies. He has to go to court. Like we're going to write him a letter. We're going to drive him to court. We're going to deal with that shit. Like Carter has a crazy case with his baby's mom and he has like a a job that he's going to lose and he's on the fringe with his family and Caleb's on the fringe with his family and, and his, we're just, and then dude, family group is a whole nother thing. Like all the families, all the parents are present on Sunday and they're seeing the progress with their kids. It's crazy. I never thought that 20 parents would like listen to me. Where I was so, at, family group would give real. There would be tears, dude. Oh yeah, big so time. All the yeah. families are there on the same day, yeah. and they all family talk group, and yep. listen. And yeah, on Zoom. Oh, I it's see. easier because it's on Zoom. Uh-huh. So in the way we have it set up, like we have these mics up there, and we have like a seat with the laptop in front of it. A so hot seat. Yeah, so that the person that's on the hot seat can be in the center so that everyone on Zoom can see their reaction and we're all in the room looking at them. And there's another camera here on like graduates or alumni like me or whoever else and there's a mic i have a mic he has a mic and there's two other mics on the couches for all the residents so like we're like really like good sound good video it's like very interactive and michaelis is in bali all the participants he's on the zoom yeah all the parents get to pipe in if they want to so if there's some kid that's not theirs on the hot seat, they can say and they do. But most of them don't. But Jordan's dad is a big. Al-